previously on My Best Friend's Journal. Dad read everyone's letters and we drank. Feels too light sometimes. He gets handcuffed behind the back and um, dragged out of the courtroom and uh, brought to prison. Got jealous about bees. Um, Into this guy that I like loved more than I've ever loved anyone. In New York, everyone's around all the time. You always bump into people. I put this couch in. It's a little shitty. It honestly looks like the couch of someone's like grandma who maybe died on it. It's like a little gross. I obviously sent that text to the guy who just gave me this couch for free. Oh, no, um, no, so... no, no. You want to hire a hooker? Like, I think we're supposed to say sex worker. Sex worker. We did have that one Fire Island weekend. To this day, one of the most fun weekends of my life. Things are going on that are unacceptable anywhere else and everyone is down. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Bigger Oprah's favorite podcast. Well, good evening. Back to our normal schedule. How blase. <laughs> <laughs> oh good i like that you're bringing blase energy from the jump i'm back in my recording studio and i feel fabulous oh that's good you know what i feel great too and you know why because gabriella because you're wearing your favorite mormon underwear i am wearing a uh white t-shirt and white like boxer briefs because i took work clothes off but then didn't put any clothes back on so i look like mitt romney would have looked um had we seen pictures of Mitt Romney without his top layers on. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only Mormon you could think of? I have Listen, some Mormon uh, friends in high school, and also there's one nine and a half inch Mormon I could think of, but we've we've <laughs> used his his uh, legacy at length, and I he's, do mean at length so short. and girth. Uh, uh, hey, um, I really want to paint a picture for these he's people so though, short. because Mike has Mike has been <laughs> been standing up, adjusting his microphone, and getting ready to record, and like it's a it's like a scoop neck white t shirt. It's not that a scoop; it's a V neck. Sorry, it's like a loose V. Okay, he's just saying that I I do my laundry poorly. It doesn't come to a tight point. (laughs) Yeah, go on. So it's a scoop neck, and then he's got these white boxer briefs on, and it looks honestly like you're getting ready to like i don't know put on your your missionary suit and like go on stage for the book of mormon it is truly exactly the outfit so thank you so much for gracing us with that for today i wish i was going on stage i had a crazy ass day working normal people things and i hate it i oh, hate it oh were you were you working <laughs> nine to five i was just working trying hard to make a living <laughs> eight to five and it's annoying because the the phrase is nine to five so it makes me very angry that i can't like <laughs> follow suit i have got to be the exception in the worst way what i was gonna say before you talked about all the mormonhood is that i should be in a better mood because gabriella fluffed me um she said <laughs> oh her and i were messaging right before we got in the recording i was like i have just two minutes she's like okay quick how do you get ready for the podcast i want to make sure you're in a good mood she told me some horrendous jokes and goes there tell everyone you've been fluffed by gabriella 
<laughs> That's a great friend. She is. It's a chuckled. really good friend, honestly. <laughs> well, you you look great, freshly fluffed. Thank you so much. Now, what were you gonna say? Was it in relation to more Mormon things or to working eight no, to five? J- j- just the fact that almost everyone works eight to five these days if they work traditional hours, but you get that built-in l- lunch break. Back then, Dolly Parton, they're expected to work through lunch. You might maybe five minutes in the break room, but you know. Okay, speaking nine of to five, if you want to get paid for eight hours. Speaking of working through lunch, today was crazy, so I did, but I also have to fast starting at 7 tonight because I have more freaking blood work. I feel like I'm 98 years old. I am the healthiest person with the most fucking donated blood. I'm a, I'm a blood fountain. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> a blood fountain? I've gotten Gross. blood work done four times in the last two months. That feels insane. Anyway, it's all for random things. That's not the point. The point here is I have to fast tonight, and I didn't eat lunch, so I had to shove all my food in at the last minute. And we had tons of food at work today, bunch of vegan stuff. I brought in leftovers that I made specifically for today and made a fucking smoothie for it because I wasn't going to be able to have breakfast. I have all of this food that's pretty much only good today. And my biggest pet peeve is wasting food drives me insane, especially mm-hmm. food I've spent money on. Or Mine food. is wasting time. <laughs> oh, is that what we feel like we're doing here? Well, good night, Cameron. <laughs> No, I was just commiserating. We we both have a biggest pet peeve. Nothing will piss pet- me off more than wasting time. Nothing will piss you off more than wasting food. Uh, wasting time will do it for me too, but I do hate it. Just it, it feels so bad, especially like when I used to cater. It was awful. So much food thrown away, and I mm-hmm. hate throwing anything out of my own fridge away. Point is, the last hour I just ate a day's worth of meals because I have to eat before this recording, uh, before the fasting period starts and didn't want to waste anything. Now I understand not wearing pants. <laughs> That's the real reason behind this and not just because I neglected to put pants on. <laughs> you got to strip down to your skivvies because you're going to get the food sweats. Speaking of stripping and skivvies, those things sound pretty darn gay. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, uh, any gayest moments to share with us, my little queen? Um, Sure, 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 sure. I'll get there. Uh, roll that roll that theme. Do you have to avoid every single time saying roll that beautiful bean footage? Because I see you hesitate every I time. <laughs> hate that you know me that well. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I say roll that and then I stop myself. Gay, 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 gay. So listen, last we spoke, you and I were in New York. Well, you left halfway through my trip. Last we spoke, LOL. Last we recorded. I met with the listeners. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Go on. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> last we all spoke. So, you know, I had a whole second half of my trip in New York, which was a very different vibe than the first half because the first half was all a work trip for my husband, Peter, and I was just kind of working and, you know, just, I don't know, being a, a lady who lunches. Um, and then the second half, my in-laws arrived. I almost said a rove. That's not a word. Um, they arrived because it was my mother-in-law's birthday. It was her 65th. We were going to do a whole weekend in New York. We did a whole weekend in New York together in celebration of her 65th birthday. So um, we had a lovely time. We switched hotels. We went somewhere a little fancy a little further uptown um we ended up randomly wandering into the plaza because it was right around the corner from the plaza and i've always wanted to be in there how very eloise of you how ah, oh funny that you'd say that you know what eloise did at the plaza what did she do she had tea you know what we did at the plaza what did you do we had tea oh i thought you were gonna say red eloise Uh, at the plaza (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no. but they do have a child's tea on the menu that's called eloise's child's tea that's adorable did you get it? very sweet no i did not it comes with cotton candy no thank you do you think they would have carded you if you did (laughs) 
<laughs> we did proper tea. Um, we wanted to proper tea. We wanted to do this weeks ago when we were planning this trip, and I called every hotel that does tea in Manhattan, and no one was doing it anymore. No one had opened up their tea room yet. But apparently, since I had called and since we came, the plaza had started doing tea again. So it was a beautiful surprise. They had room for four of us at lunchtime. Huh. We hopped right in there. We had a fancy ST. I was wearing like a t-shirt and a Patagonia hat. A I was t-shirt? not dressed for tea. A t-shirt, yeah. Uh, so that was super fun. Anyway, none of this is my gayest moment. The whole point of this was... I'm sorry, um, being Eloise in the plaza is not your gayest moment? No, it certainly is not. Oh, well, please um, enlighten me and the listener. <laughs> I shall. Um, that night we went to see the musical Caroline or Change. Did not care for it. That's not Did all. Did you that's... Caroline or Change for it? <laughs> <laughs> Hate you. Hate you so much. Um uh, <laughs> no, I did not Carolina change. The best part of it was actually really good performances, really hated the show. Um, but it's in Studio 54, which is now a Broadway venue. I did not know that. Hmm. Um, and so I was like doing a deep dive about the venue that was Studio 54. Fascinating history in that place. But the very next night, we went to see Hades Town. And this is where the gay shit starts happening. Because this show, first of all, it was so fucking good. I was really impressed. Favorite show I saw all week. It was just really, really high quality. Beautiful music. Beautiful performances. And beautiful dancers. You know how I love a beautiful dancer. Mm, and a beautiful dancer butt. And beautiful dancer butt. Uh, well, in this case, beautiful dancer arms. Mm. There's this really small ensemble. And they're all just kind of like sitting around the stage as the show starts. And then they get up for their first number. And I had kind of peeped this guy in the back because he was very tall and you know I like my men tall um I always say I don't have a type but the only serious relationships I've ever been in have been with men that were like six four or taller so I guess I kind of do have a type so there's this tall good looking man sitting around the stage and then he gets up and starts dancing and he takes off his jacket and he's wearing a sleeveless shirt underneath and Michael I'm telling you this man is like seven feet tall Mm. his arms are as big around as my thigh and he's like ripped as fuck Like, like like very trim ripped you know like not not bulky at i can all. see all the muscles yeah oh my lord Oof. peter and i both peeped him pretty much at the same time and we just slowly looked at each other we were like uh excuse me <laughs> where did that man come from did you guys open your and... grinder to see if he was available for the evening <laughs> no 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 we we uh just very much uh distracted by what we were seeing on stage extracted um looked him up in the playbill intermission obviously he played the strong man and the greatest showman my least favorite movie almost of all time but makes sense that he would play the strong man because he looks very strong and then two nights later we were talking with our friend aaron and she was like did you have the tall guy i was like yes we had the tall guy she was like i follow him on instagram i was like i follow him on instagram <laughs> he's definitely gay uh after a little bit of an instagram deep dive it became very clear a couple things one didn't realize you were a tall queen you are you have a thing for height and you're 100 right i've never known you to be with anyone that's mm-hmm. less than extra tall two mm-hmm. i'm very sad that you guys did not um find a way to hook up with him three <laughs> would you ever consider a couples grinder yeah uh, you know no i we haven't ever considered that before mm-hmm. uh not really our style it's that's almost as bad i mean please by all means have threesomes and group sex that's great that's not the bad part of this the bad part is like a couple's profile just always squicks mm. me out like it you know it's almost You've got like a, couple a couple sex toy drawer facebook hey we share everything we're married <laughs> anyway did you get up to anything gay yourself not nearly as, as thrilling as that um but just as gay i'd say uh so i saw my fair lady for the very first time with my very own fluffer gabriella um she invited me over you've never seen my fair lady never Have you ever seen the stage show no haven't I hadn't seen The Sound of Music huh. until I was in my 20s either. Remember, this was one of the first stories we told oh on here. Oh, my God. So I just Did saw... you grow accustomed to her face? 
Um, I did, although only like three quarters of it because Gabriella knew when to fast forward. Um, she's seen it about a million times and we skipped all the boring parts. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good friend. <laughs> she is. She was okay, like, listen, great. I've seen this so often. I promise you, I'm only going to fast forward the things you definitely don't need. So I met her after work and we got some beers at the cutest little beer garden, went back to her place, met her husband, got some Mexican food and watched Audrey Hepburn try. Well, great. Did yes. you enjoy it? I did. You know, it, 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 it reminds me that like no one really needed to be a Higgins, Henry Higgins, Henry Higgins. It reminded me that no one really needed to be that great of a singer back in the day, even on the Broadway. Like the standard was lower. I think there was like less to choose from, and people had a different idea of what musical singing was like. Now you you could truly yeah. you could never get away with casting some of the voices that you see in old timey things or hear on old time recordings. It's very true. But anyway, that's that's it for my gayest. I just uh, finally saw a very gay quintessential movie. I think that definitely counts. Would you consider that your content recommendation for the week? Absolutely not. To be honest with you, I actually (laughs) don't have a recommendation. So if it's okay with you, I'm just going to call this moment content mentions. Um, Yeah, that's perfect. That that applies for what I have to mention as well. I began not on purpose only because netflix is very good at starting things without you and just like it happens you know what i mean everyone knows what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. things start playing and you get into it squid game started playing and i had heard so much about it and there's so many references to it already and the first five minutes it started playing were pretty intriguing so i was like okay so i watched it in two parts the episode's an hour long and the fact that i went back the next day to finish the episode really means it was promising I finished it, and I don't need this in my life. It is basically a Korean mm. Hunger Games. No, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah like, like meat saw kind of, right? Yes, like- <laughs> it's violent as fuck. It is like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm like, let me guess. This man's down in his luck uh-huh. and needs some fucking money, but he's going to have to do awful yeah. things for it. It's going to be bloody uh-huh. and violent. And I was 100% right. That Yeah, it becomes quite clear. I, <laughs> I was FaceTiming with my friend Kelsey the other day, and she was like, Listen, we were watching Squid Games the other night. Games, plural, like she's my mama. We were watching Squid <laughs> like Games. Low, and, you know, I mean, uh, uh, what? The, low and the Walgreen or um, uh, the, the Shrimps. Low. <laughs> I like that you're expanding on things she's never said before. I like, you know, the way to, way to make it your own. Um, <laughs> we were watching the Squid Games. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard of it before. If you haven't watched it, you know, everyone's talking about it. And I have to say, it's horrifically violent, but it's a must watch. I was like, who are you? Right now, horrifically the- violent, but a must-watch is absolutely not a that that's not a ringing endorsement for me. I love like the the Newport attitude you've given to her as she says uh, these things. She is from the South. Oh, I Sometimes I feel like she, you're giving me full Connecticut like Yale vibes. Oh, oh, I was going a little a little bit more like deep South, like like Georgia without the accent. Oh, okay. I think Georgia without the accent is just the Northeast. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> The same kind of lilt to their voice, the same like epic whiteness. It's kind of the attitude that um uh, Miranda gives. Any up and down of the voice with a little bit of harshness, but no accent, you know. Do you mean Samantha? I do mean Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda would punch you right in your bitch mouth for that. Oh um, God, I don't have so time listen. for another violent theme. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even me; it was Miranda. Do you have um, any any content mentioned that's not worth consuming yourself? Yeah. Honestly, I do. It's an audiobook that I downloaded and used a precious Audible credit for, and now I'm going to be like stuck with it for the 10 hours long. Okay, I gotta quit if you hate it. Fuck. No, it's not gonna happen. I'm just gonna hate listen. Um, This is not how I work. You know this. Okay. You. You know this about me. Um, so this was actually a book that my mom recommended. We we like to share book recommendations, although half the books I read, she would never in a million years read because you know, gay. So um, Your I mom is gay? you know, I feel like I should bond over this. <laughs> 
I can't possibly can't possibly take the time to explain that to you. Um, so she recommended this book called The Mountain Between Us, which was recently made into a movie. Not that recently, but in, in the past few years, it was made into a movie with Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. In, oh, any recollection at all? No, but I feel like I should watch it with Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. Me too. However, um, because of that, because there was a movie based on it starring some great actors, I was like, okay, I'll take that recommendation. My mom really liked it. It's like kind of an adventure, like plane crashing mo- or book turned movie. Um, so I started listening to it and i gotta tell you the writing standard mike it's just piss poor i do not care for this author it's like apparently one of my mom's favorite authors i'm like listen you need to raise your standards because this guy can i mean the dialogue is stilted the descriptions are so crazy that there's like weird mansplaining misogyny that happens with the characters that i can't even get into he had the audacity to write about someone's eyes first of all danger zone right like we're writing about someone's eyes like it's always pools of emeralds or some bullshit lipid like pools. it always yeah it get lipid pools it gets so schmaltzy so quickly and he said he was like speaking in the first person he was like remember when i when i met you for the first time and you you turned and i saw the the jade green emeralds in the middle of your eye and i was like excuse me no 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 (laughs) jade green and emerald green two different colors two different minerals jade is famously jade green and emerald is famously emerald green it is not a jade green emerald sir no 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 it's like the difference between being jaded or green with envy Uh, oh look at that yeah it would be like saying you know um sapphire colored cobalt it's like this is so fucking stupid these are two (laughs) distinct different minerals can we like oh anyway I got to tell I, you, I don't think that particularly would have bothered me nearly as much, but I understand why you are bothered and I appreciate it. Question, did you tell your mom to her face that her standards, what was that? It was kind of icing on the cake. Like I was mm-hmm. already not enthralled with this writing and I was like, oh, and now the oh, editor's got lazy. It, got it. So yeah, no, can't handle that. Will you say to your mother's face that her standards are piss poor? <laughs> um, I won't say piss poor, but I will say, mm, didn't love that book. The writing was a little not great and now i won't say that because then it's disparaging her taste i'll probably just tell her i didn't love the book because she will ask all right good to know i hope you start an argument tell us how it goes record it (laughs) (laughs) he's here for the drama anyway those are our content non-rex don't watch squid game don't read the mountain between us maybe see the movie i don't know maybe the screenplay was lifted you know about squid game watch it if you want a lot of people like love this shit and it's the top of the pops as far as pop culture goes right now like it's on everyone of the pops (laughs) yeah very not Casey Kasem, but someone even before that, right? Or no, uh-huh, Top of the Pops is yeah. British. I don't really know. Uh, but the point is, I get that a lot of people will enjoy this. I'm just not one of them. But I am mm. glad to have caught a snippet of it just to know what the kids are talking about. I told the same friend that I hadn't watched The Queen's Gambit when I told You're her I wasn't going to watch Squid Game. She was like, <laughs> absolutely horrified. She said that there is a cultural standard that I'm failing to meet. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's what what an expression. There is a cultural standard you are failing to meet. That's a bold statement uh-huh. indeed. Um, is. I know. Fuck her, right? I do think when you told me this in the podcast, I was like, I'm not going to force you to watch it, but you are missing out. I don't think it's a thing that, you know, how we talk about seeing things in the moment. I don't think it matters. Watch mm-hmm. it. You will love it. I promise you will love it. Okay, you start watching 30 Rock and I'll start watching Queen's Gambit. Capiche? Mr. It doesn't need to be in the moment. Okay, but there is a difference between comedy from... 15 years ago and a tv show you missed five months ago holds up it holds up what happens every time you start content that i've like recommended for years you usually say thank you so much for making me do this i have never mm-hmm. once thank you for anything Hearts but sometimes i say you are right <laughs> i didn't thank you i just said you're right which you i did thank me you thanked me on bended knee <laughs> okay by the way I... <laughs> sounds like you gave me a blowjob <laughs> like i filleted him um i guess i do have a content fucking record on. i'm listening to the hearts invisible furies cam was talked about a thousand times so i don't want to bring it back up but here it is it's excellent 
Thank you, Cam. You were right. Are those your four favorite oh, words? Five favorite words? Uh, they Six favorite words. Up Fuck, there. counting's hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, because we couldn't possibly get any higher, um, let's get into the journal, eh? Hey! All right, listen, we're in June 2017. I'm putting a potential moratorium on the word Blossom because I can't read it or hear it one more time. So unless something incredibly fun happens at Blossom, I'm skipping it. Capiche? Cool with me, although I promise you there's some good celebrities and a pretty dramatic exit at some point. So keep an eye out for those things. Also, you finally tasted Blossom. Was it delicious? Oh, it was. It was really good. Oh, my God. We shared a delicious Greek salad and a mushroom pizza. I could eat that mushroom pizza every night of the week. In fact, I want it right now. Not just mushroom, but... Do they ship? They do ship. Um, it's very bad quality when it gets to you, though. Um, it is <laughs> truffle oil mushroom pizza with a tofurcata. Just fucking delicious. But that's not what we're here for. What's happening in the journal? It's really not. <laughs> All right. June 1st, 2017. Starting off strong. Herpes sketch at UCB. Excellent. Went well. Great. <laughs> proud of that Congratulations sketch. Thank you so much. Good sketch. Great. Yeah. Your practice group at six. You read dad's letter. Just wished me well. But said nothing about his situation. Don't know how to feel. Oh, your dad wrote you a fucking letter? Actually, I'm pretty positive I have it right above me. Hold on one second. Are you serious? You still have it? So yesterday, I was looking for some proof of vaccinations that I have in my like important paperwork folders. And I found a letter from my dad from his prison time. Just went to go grab it. Actually, turns out there are five letters, which I misplaced in my memory. I did not remember him writing five times. And also... Or two two cards from me that I wrote and never sent. <laughs> oh wow! Well, <laughs> it's really really your prerogative. You can you can work through that hurt on your own time. You don't owe him a response, you know. Just says, "Happy birthday, Mikey! I hope all is going well and that you are either getting great work or at least great auditions. If you are, congratulations! And if not, don't give up. It'll happen. I know it will. You're still only 28, and all of your best work is still ahead of you." I'm sorry there was no card, but I had ordered one and then got moved, so it hasn't made it to me. The same thing happened on Chris's birthday, but then I didn't even have envelopes. Love always, Dad. This is the first I've heard from him, and I think maybe I was upset that there is... We're acting like this is, like, very normal. That's not a fucking letter. That's a... That's a text message. And it was... It's that comment at the end of, like... I didn't... I got moved, and I couldn't even get envelopes of saying, like... Uh. He's trying to say... Woe is me in the subtlest way possible. Yeah. Yikes. Um, Anyway, I have four more that um, hopefully I write down when they come and I will pull them up to read at those moments. My God, I love these appendices. All right. um, June 2nd, atrocious audition for Norwegian Cruise Lines. Couldn't sing, shouldn't have gone. Um, You saw someone you knew and you were embarrassed, probably because you had a bad audition in front of her. Then you had a date with a man named Zach. Can I use that name? Sure. Okay. He's yet another clinical psychologist. Apparently, you're on a roll. Uh, The guy, Tim, that I was talking to like a couple weeks ago was a clinical psychologist Mm -hmm. and the guy that I went to La Botan East with. Three in a row. How bonkers is that? My goodness. That is bonkers. I guess just that Um, area of New York. New York. Um. So you had a date. It was fun. You started hooking up at a club. Classy. Wanted to go. Or wanted me to go home with him, but I did not. Not hooking up. Just like heavy making out. Um, I do remember uh-huh. he like dragged me into a single stall bathroom, and no sooner had we shut that door than a gigantic uh, bouncer banged on it and was like, "Uh uh-uh. uh," uh-huh. <laughs> like he's seen this game before. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. He did. So he was. Much, he but... wanted more, but I, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Penises scare me, so I said no. <laughs> you know what? 
Your timing is great. Um, last line on this day. You took an at-home HIV test. Negative. Thank God. Woo! <laughs> Ooh, almost touched a dick. I should go get tested. <laughs> I smelled one. I was near. <laughs> I smelled one. It doesn't, it doesn't make me feel like it was a great situation down downstairs. I just meant I was at a club uh, with lots of penises. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, one of those penis clubs. Yes. Um, June 3rd. Ooh, you made a lot of money. June Ooh, Love 4th. that. You had a good UCB 301 final show. You were nervous about your group, but we were great. Um, let's see here. You had a birthday dinner with Tara at Candle 79, and then Sam's birthday at Houston Hall for an hour. It's, what are you doing? Are you reading letters from your father? I'm just seeing when this is dated from. There's no date on this. Michael. Houston Hall. Houston Hall. It was great to chat with Tara about mom and dad. Why are we normal? <laughs> normal might be an overstatement. Normal is a gigantic overstatement. Um, I feel like that's a very sibling connection. Siblings feel like, I don't know, they, they've got a shared bond of surviving whatever it is they grew up through, you know? Yeah, I super know. That's why I like have so much resentment towards my own sister, because I'm like, we were raised in the same house. Excuse me. Hello. Why don't friends? we have more in common? Were you like, did you get along growing up? Yeah, we were like, we were not siblings that fought almost at all. We were very close. We were like buddies mm. all growing up. And then like, I feel like most people are like at their siblings throats you know Uh all growing up and then they become friends in adulthood and we did the exact opposite by most people definitely that was my situation i was not close to either i'm much closer to both of them now than i ever was yeah i think that's pretty common um on june 5th you saw a bunch of people you had a great 401 first class class and alexandra dixon are all caps underlined amazing oh yeah so it was just like an amazing teacher she was so great and i was thrilled about it i think the next week she's like by the way i've got to leave this class i got a gig i was like no and we got some terrible oh, no. woman instead <laughs> that's the end of me having fun oh, in improv no. <laughs> you did write underneath this in all caps great great day which we love to see and we don't see it very often we do love to see um let's see here on june 6th you had the day shift at blossom you smoked with someone and got so so high after your shift mm-hmm. hung around blossom paranoid that everyone knew it was high oh uh, it was my hostess she was awesome she was like 19 oh. years old and just like didn't give a fuck just like she was um almost like daria you know that kind of attitude oh yeah she got me high as fuck uh-huh. and then i just like stayed after to eat and i'm like i can't be here they all know i'm high <laughs> you're like could i get a third pizza please can i get a refill on this pizza <laughs> um june 7th you had all day at the place that shall not be named and then you got home and banged out a movie tv trailer sketch for class oh i didn't think that's what that was going to say after banged out please feel free to skip the any improv or sketch nothing um i don't think anything dramatic or exciting happens honestly you're giving me carte blanche here and it makes me feel drunk with power so thank you (laughs) on june 9th flight to houston baby back to the dogs to pay you practice with the group god you said you did this a lot this is the third one since the Uh tour ended you said blanche sounds in parentheses and talks just as awful as usual (laughs) (laughs) yeah also why is blanche reinvited we have he's got Uh, this pool of people the producer that you can choose from for any of these like separate uh events we're not on tour anymore i don't know why whoo none of my business i don't care it's over now (laughs) june 10th you met julie at 8 30 for coffee in houston Uh, texas who's julie my old friend from ithaca and a few times she's been one of those few folks that just like happened to be in the same city as me and i absolutely love running into friends in random cities when we're both there for like 24 hours the best great 
Um, you had three and a half pretty easy shows as far as Dogs Do Pay goes. It was well received at the hospital. Three and a half? Inexplicably. 3.5 is what you wrote. Okay. 3.5 pretty easy shows. No, no, no. 3.5 is my penis size. I was writing it down separately. <laughs> centimeters centimeters <laughs> mexican and margaritas and then an easy flight home it was a lovely flight you watched harry potter 7 part one and then you had a talkative but great algerian uber driver pretty sure last week i uh, was complaining about the uber driver talking and now i'm really okay with it get your shit together michael make an opinion you know what gemini i'll, I'll stay it till i die it's a gemini thing mm-hmm. yep gemini thing <laughs> I saw a meme the other day and it was like about who's dr- like a, a road trip with friends and it had the different um, the different signs assigned to like driver, passenger and then passenger in the back. And the, Jim and I was the passenger in the back singing loudly along and Virgo was the driver. I was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> passenger in the back. They missed something. Passenger in the back singing along to a different song than the one that's playing. <laughs> <laughs> singing over the radio. <laughs> June 11th, slept in and relaxed. You watched Drag Race, then a deep cleaning of the living room. You worked at night. Oh, hey, this is my name. Cam invited me to Fire Island. Wouldn't miss a lot of shifts, but I have to do it, exclamation point. Yeah, you fucking do. It's been my MO for everything all the time. Always encouraging you to not work. Well, you know, (laughs) I will always remember that special event and not the random day of work. How many blossoms have we seen? How many Fire Islands have we seen? Compare and contrast. On June 12th, there is an entire sentence that's underlined here, which uh, I've not seen before. Seen is what I just said, which I have not seen before. So, day starts off fine. Um, chiropractor, then you work the lunch shift at Blossom, and you chatted with your friend Ilsa. Good improv class. This is what you uh, underlined. Ran into B on the way to Blossom. Did well and didn't freak out. B. Baby carrot. First love. Someone you hate. Tell me everything. Oh, my God. Did you guys interact? It was one of those Carrie fucking Bradshaw moments. You know, I haven't watched Sex in the City in a while, but I I reference it nearly every episode for the last several months. Um, yeah, it was a full, I am standing at the door, like standing in the middle of where the door would be facing out. It stops. The door opens. I just freeze. He is exactly right there, right in front of me, face to face. It was not one of those situations where I saw him down the cart. It was like, door open. There he is. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was uh, so happy uh, because I looked great that day. I felt confident. And I remember being like chill and confident and like, hey, like being the the one to lead it and him being you the, were the one. bigger person. Yes. Well, he uh-huh. was off balance one. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the off balance one. Yeah. So I was thrilled uh-huh. that it went okay. But oof, that moment of like, how, I mean, in a city of four trillion people, how on earth, you know? <laughs> yeah, how on earth indeed. And that's accurate speak too. Um, well, you did write here in the margin, a lot of margin writing in this uh, this month. You said, proud of myself and my growth. That was bound to happen in New York at some time. Was it bound to happen? I mean, I think it's a pretty crazy coincidence. But yeah, I was proud of how I handled that. Everyone always talks about what a small city it is. You know, like you always end up running into the people you don't want to see. June 14th, you did laundry at 8.30 a.m. Then you served lunch and managed a crazy night with no air conditioner. Ooh, tough. Can't wait for the day off tomorrow. You brought home a burger, wine, pot brownies from your host and $460 cash. My God, what a day. Brownies and cash? Hey. Yeah, and cash. Yeah. On the 15th, you had a Mick and Kick day. Aw. Something Hill Public Garden starts with a W. Wave where? Wave Hill. Yeah, it's a very, it's a famous, uh, beautiful park in the Bronx. It's got a gorgeous view and it's just like 
A lovely place to have an edible, enjoy a sunny day with your friends and a picnic. Well, isn't that what you did? Because you said Wave Hill Public Gardens was breathtaking, had some very mild pot brownies, felt clear-headed about comedy, more brownies than beer garden and two boots before stand-up show. Quick question. Does anyone hate me more than me? Um, well, I'm. it's growing on me, the hatred. <laughs> I'm feeling clear-headed about comedy. Uh, June 16th, you had an audition. Not much happened. Um, but you did say that June has been amazing so far. Well, June is busting out all over. <laughs> it is. You're making money hand over fist. There's a hand over fist joke in I'm there. I'm making money ham hogs and fists. <laughs> uh, okay, sure, sure, sure. The 17th... Ham hogs. How dare you bring that back? June 17th. Um, absolutely nothing of note. Moving right along. We I are... love how you feel about my life and my journal. <laughs> nothing of note. <laughs> I, I did give you carte blanche. You're good. You're good. June 18th. Oh, here's some feelings. Father's Day, frowny face. You went to Brooklyn with Aaron. Oh, and then you went to Broadway Bears. It was so amazing. Oh, God. I love Broadway Bears. It's so fun to watch and so sassy. It is so sexy. So sassy. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure I saw, no, I'm definitely sure I saw my friend who, the male part of the Vegas couple we were calling from that one of those, that middle cruise contract I took, the Vegas couple. The oh, guy. Right. Super sweet, British, jacked, beautiful, and lovely. He was performing in it, and it was so fun to see someone I knew. Although a little weird, because I did tuck underwear in his um, panties or whatever, and he's a straight dude. Um, and you it... tucked underwear in his panties? <laughs> yes, and I tucked <laughs> uh, like some dollars into his. Um, oh, okay. Sure, but he's sure, like sure. my straight boyfriend. <laughs> You're like, I don't have any ones, but I do have an extra pair of briefs. It wasn't extra. So I took it off my body. <laughs> And they were stale, my friend, stale. Um, and then I do, I feel like I ran into a bunch of people. I don't know. It's just such a lovely, lovely energy. Just a bunch of gay guys. It's Pride Month. It's dancing and fun and naked dudes. Oof, just the best. It's gay guys, Pride Month, dancing fun, naked dudes, tucking underwear. It's so many things all at once. Oh, fabulous. June 19th, it was pouring, decided not to see Maud. Um, and then a lot of improv shit. Mod is an improv um, show, so just completely improv shit. Also, you famously love when I write things I did not do. <laughs> Decided not to do these things and also not to write about what I actually did. Thank you so much. Um, June 20th. Um, boring. I think we might get through an entire month this episode. Are you down for it? Are you ready? Are you strapped in? Are you strapped on? And lubed up. Okay, great. <laughs> You Why just are always are. Constantly. Lube, prep, condoms, but do not come near me with your penis. <laughs> I won't. I promise. All right. June 21st, Blossom and Sketches. June 22nd, mostly Blossom and Sketches, although you did audition for something. You said it went well, and you stalked a cute boy outside the room. Mm, that sounds normal and rational and uh, healthy behavior. Do you know someone named Nick Veracio? 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 None of the above. <laughs> Radicchio? Um, arugula? <laughs> uh, Nick Radicchio, yes. Uh, no, a little I peppery don't. on the finish. I, I remember uh, doing this, though. I think I like caught a glimpse of his... Uh, resume saw his name and was like oh he is cute and uh looked him up and then i wrote down his name like a full fucking psycho (laughs) (laughs) well if anyone knows nick radicchio radicchio you know call 1-800-MBFJ um the (laughs) now we gotta buy that hotline (laughs) it's not enough numbers (laughs) um let's see (laughs) you said that as though like like the bomb is going to explode unless we can find that fourth fucking number, fifth number. It's plenty of numbers. We need seven. Uh, we need 1-800 seven numbers. One eight hundred. Oh, you need 
the 800 is the area, area code. code, you dipshit. Okay, we need three more numbers. <laughs> three more numbers before it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Listen, June 23rd. Oh, I remember this. Um, you cleaned your house thoroughly for a location scout and also for cam location scout. Someone was maybe going to tape, right? Oh yeah. Oh. never happened. So it was another SJP project and it was oh my going God, to, she loves me. And if they, she does love you. And if they picked your house, they were going to pay you eight to $10,000. Oh my God. Me. So they never did pick us. So, uh, you know, mm. spoiler alert, but I'm telling you the story anyway. Claire had a hookup, uh, and also one of the guys uh, in the floor above us, the guy whose couch I uh, took, and I accidentally texted him saying how awful that couch was and that it looked uh, like it was uh-huh, someone's grandma's uh-huh, couch. Uh-huh. <laughs> that guy, um, he obviously didn't hate us because he tried to hook us up with this gig where people come and they literally will shoot TV shows and movies in your apartment. HBO does it a lot. Um, they move your whole apartment out. They pay for you to stay somewhere. They pay you whatever that fucking number was and then put everything back. And if they break anything, it's on them and they'll replace it. So there's zero risk. You just make a butt ton of money to go stay in a hotel they buy. Like, oh, what I, a fucking dream. I know someone in LA whose house is used as all the interiors for one of the houses on Fresh Off the Boat, the TV show. Oh my God. And so every shooting season, they come and like for like days at a time, they literally move all the shit out into a and like a, a tractor trailer that sits on their block and put it you know like everything is they they come in they have people whose job it is to take pictures of your house and mm-hmm. make sure everything is put back exactly right they'll paint um, it there and is paint like it back like full yeah full th- there's there's full like wear and tear that happens because so much equipment is in there so they usually end up getting paid extra money for like wear and tear that happens at the house it's a lot um it's a it's very inconvenient you're completely displaced but you can make a shit ton of money if you don't mind but like who better to do it to than a group of ragtag actors that are their whole oh, lives yes. are inconvenient anyway. <laughs> Ragtag. Don't don't give yourself a fucking log line. <laughs> that a cute little bunch of fiddle famble <laughs> actors. <laughs> uh, all right, finishing June twenty third. Um, Cam came, yeah, and we drank and ate at Hell's Kitchen. Did we in the whole neighborhood? <laughs> no, it's a restaurant. I don't remember. What we, was it called Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> Is it? I just called you a douche. I don't use that enough. Um, <laughs> and I do mean an anal douche. Um, it is a. It used to be that place I worked, Vinyl, and it turned into a restaurant oh, called Hell's Kitchen. Okay. We talked about yes, Vinyl I, at length with the Beyonce and Dolly Parton bathroom. Right. Oh, it's also owned by like a straight guy who refuses to call yes, it a gay restaurant, even though it's guy, absolutely a gay establishment. Same okay. owner who owned Vinyl. Like that whole, he owns yeah, only yeah, yeah. gay restaurants, and he's like, but they're not gay. Just all my servers, mm. myself, the hooker we hire, and the clientele oh. are gay. <laughs> First of all, we call them sex, sex workers, workers now, and second of all, <laughs> wow. I called him straight earlier, so sorry. You know, he, he actually was straight, too. I just wanted to, you oh, know, right. hi- hyperbolize <laughs> the story. Also, um, understand. we've been telling me since episode two to correct my phrase, um, it is not hooker. <laughs> uh, even Lady Gaga is re-recording government hooker to government sex worker. Is she? No, she's not. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. Any who's a beast. So we shopped at Tag and H&M. You were looking for gay shit, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. Tag like a little gay boutique? Yeah, it's for like little bathing suits and G-strings and yeah. poppers. You said, oh, amazing drag race finale with Cam and Aaron at the apartment. That was so fun. Sasha Valor, Sasha Valor. I'm, I'm going to have a really hard time not rehashing the whole weekend that we've already talked about at length before. But like her winning that was the perfect way to set up this gay gay weekend. The energy was rife with homoerotic excitement. <laughs> yes, because nothing turns me on more than <laughs> lip sync battles. Sorry, just homo uh-huh. excitement. All right. Then you saw the best improv show ever with Bobby Moynihan. 
Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I actually don't really remember it because I got fucking high and well, I don't remember it very well. I don't remember, know the actor's name, but Bevers from Broad City was also there who yeah. were fucking adore. Which was cool. We It was like weird. It was like in like a ballroom or something. We were in regular like banquet chairs set up in lines. It was weird because it was um it was improv fest. It was the Del Close Marathon, which is the whole city is like taken over with improv. They have a bunch of venues and they have big names, little ones alike. Oh, all right. June 24th. It's the day of the show, y'all, because Fire Island, all caps. Journey out early with Cam, $3 million house. We stayed in a fucking mansion. I put the number down. I love the numbers. So gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Got wasted at a pool party. So much eye candy. Nap, then Macy Gray, uh, parentheses disaster, and Peppermint, parentheses amazing. <laughs> Tried to Tried get... to walk away, but we stumbled. Oh. <laughs> I was distracted, however, by this last this last line. <laughs> tried to get judson but he blew that hot couple instead <laughs> oh yeah i was so annoyed so fucking fire island we were flirty and he was uh-huh. so out of my league it was beautiful he was wearing like a pink ladies jacket and that was it um and his he was oh his body was perfect those pecs he was just so gorgeous and i was like putting in the work all night man really flirting this hot fucking like sean cody couple walks in and it was game over i was like son of a bitch we're all hanging out at the hot tub (laughs) and the three of them all leave i was like cool hey guys i was alone with nobody to dp um and i heard later that uh judson i guess is his name i hope he doesn't listen to this um blew, blew the couple right in our front yard i'm pretty sure your husband told me he's like i think i just walked by judson blowing a sean cody couple <laughs> he's like coming home from work that night he was working the event you and i were just as like drunk sidekicks oh fucking shit that's funny um all right june 25th we've already talked about like how the whole macy gray debacle right yeah, she tried to yeah, walk okay, away cool, cool. and she stumbled, stumbled, stumbled. Peppermint saved the day. <laughs> Fucking stumbled. I still have my peppermint tank top, I think. Um, before we move on to June 25th, other highlights from that day. That pool party was insanely fun. It was like VIP, like velvet rope on a rooftop that uh, we had to go like up to this rooftop and then uh, down to the back, the, the pool in the back. It was all sponsored by Babe Rose. There were oysters and I didn't even, I love oysters so much and I didn't even get to the oyster table. I was having so much fun. Um, that's also when you got your cum slut tattoo. <laughs> that is when I got my cum slut tattoo. Um, was it cum dumpster? I don't remember. Oh, and we hang out with Thorgy Thor. And Thorgy Thor. No, it was cum slut. <laughs> it was if- cum slut. And Peter was like, what, where'd you get that tattoo? And you were like, oh, at this company sponsored, uh, temporary <laughs> tattoo station. He was like, hmm, they, they were really supposed to run those designs by me before, <laughs> before we said that those are okay. They're like, well, I've got cum slot on my arm, so. That's funny. Yeah, it was a that was a really fun day. Okay, sorry, June 25th, second very fun day. Uh, out for coffee and beer, drank Frosé and Margs, long walk on the beach with Cam and <laughs> Glorious. Blues <laughs> Maybe you should bleep his name, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a really impromptu uh, uh, situation. We were all hanging out. I mean, uh-huh. we were drunk as a fuck. I mean, I was drunk all weekend. We were so fucked up. We were all walking on the beach, having a good time, hanging out by the pool, and I'm pretty sure... Um, the gentleman who I just bleeped and I just walked to the bathroom. Why is it always a bathroom? But they're nice bathrooms there. <laughs> anyway, um, had a quick moment and uh, came back to the pool party. And it was, uh, you know, pr- pretty, pretty nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do remember this happening. Um, also, those bathrooms at that $3 million house were insane. There was a urinal in the main bathroom on the main floor because only gay men ever stay there. Mm. There was a urinal and a regular toilet, but, you know, nice to have a urinal sometimes. Regarding the blowjob, you wrote, eh, was drunk and shouldn't have. Oh, well. You made out all night at the bar with Joe. You wrote oh. a last name, but I'm not going to say it. You said he has a serious boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, you have a fucking way about you, don't you? You've got a way about you. No. Uh, looks like his friends told you about it, and you were sad because you could have taken him home, but yes. you chose not to. I was so bummed. I was like, I was just rejected by Judson the night before. God, I hope Judson doesn't listen to this. Um, and... <laughs> Using his very, very identifiable name. Oh, well, we talked about Kagan at length. That's true. <laughs> I just, I don't know, irrational or not, was like disappointed when his friends were like, hey, man, he's got a really serious boyfriend. I was like, uh. You're like, he is actively making, his tongue is in my mouth right now. Thank you so much for letting uh, me know. Wait, uh, <laughs> um, one other memory of that day, uh, that is the day, drinking Frosé in that pool with you, um, that, well, first of all, we had incredible horse races uh, on inflatable blow-up floaties, which we may have to post that video because it's remarkable. Unicorn um, races? And second of all, unicorn races, yeah. Um, secondly, uh, that's the day that Peter and I decided we didn't want to have kids. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> We like we're just like very casually sitting in that pool together drinking frosé and I like swam up. He had his legs in the pool. He was like sitting at the end and I like swam up to him. I was like, I just had the most random thought. And he goes, is it that you don't want to have kids after all? And I was like, what? How in the world did you know exactly what I was thinking? He was like, because I was just thinking the same thing. Like we I think we had been talking pretty seriously about like what it would take to have kids. And then we had this situation where we both like very last minute he like had this work event i was like i want to go that sounds fun and like dropped everything and went and not that i don't want to have kids because i want to party but i love our life that was like that kind of relation or that kind of like watershed moment where we're both like we love the freedom of having being able to do whatever the fuck we want like when we want without having like being tied down to anything other than like our jobs and our dogs it's and crazy. so it, like, we both just struck you at the same time it struck us at the same time it was like a divine moment we're like let's just keep talking about this but that's kind of where my head's at right now and then you like never have we looked back that is a lesson for young straight people because sometimes older folks or gay couples anyone who has to work a little harder to have a baby just inherently has to think longer about it and i know many many folks who have decided not to after like thinking it through for a long time because when you have to work you have to think and yeah like 100 percent i've and, but like yes. young, young couples don't have to do that. They're like, I want a baby. And that's that. And like some of them like absolutely know and have known their whole life and want to have a kid and do it. And that's great. But there are many who like think they know because they are so in love and they have a kid and then maybe they wish they hadn't. But like, it's always better to wait and figure it out later. I could not agree more. I've been beating that drum for a really long time because I think that if we were straight, we would have had kids because like in our early twenties or like when we, even our late twenties, like when we got married, I was 30 years old and we thought we would have kids that on the day of our wedding, we were like, both of us were on the same page. Like we're going to have kids like within a year of that day, we both changed our minds completely based on like just understanding, like having friends that had kids and understanding how much work it is. Not that our friends don't love their kids, but you see how much it changes your life. Mm-hmm. Like, and you see like that you are like, your life is no longer your own. And some people are truly selfless enough to be good parents, but a lot of people aren't. And I'm, one of those people i would resent that kid you get to be selfish when you you know aren't attached to things and you can still be a good friend and a good family member and selfish all at the same time they can coexist you do not get to be the same kind of selfish once you're responsible completely for a 
a very dependent infant. Yeah. And like having a little bit of liquid courage enough to talk about something like pretty casually that could have been really like divisive between both of us. It was like just the right way to start that conversation. And we both kind of opened our hearts to like, maybe we don't want the thing that we always thought we wanted. And then it just kind of naturally we're like, great. Very shortly thereafter, we're like, okay, not having kids. Let's plan our life accordingly. Thanks so much. AKA not planning our life because we can do whatever the fuck we want. And also... You can always change your mind about that. You can't change your mind the other direction. Exactly right. I have tried to push babies back. (laughs) (laughs) We like get a surrogate. And then as she's having the baby, we're like, we're going to put this baby up for adoption. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That that has to have happened at some point. Oh, that would make a really great movie. Someone do that. All you surrogate listeners, let us know how you feel about this awful hellscape we've just painted. Um, All right. We are going to get through this. Only a few more days of June. Stick with me here. June 26th. Long, sad train back from Fire Island. It was so sad. Serotonin gone. Uh, I'm recalling Hannah, and she's like, I'm so happy you had such a great time. Um, I was like, me too, but I'm so sad now. Uh, well, I'm so sad because you know why? You went straight back to improv that very day. That day? Ew. That day, you had a class with a new teacher who you didn't like. So it's just a, a sad day. It's a vacation hangover uh, in like the truest sense of the word and where you're probably actual like actually hungover. Hangover, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, on the 27th, you manage Blossom. I'm only saying that because you wrote, I hate being back here. The weekend was so joyous. You talked about going on to prep with a guy at Project Stay, um, and you said you're excited to do it. Yeah, very excited to relieve the anxiety a bit. My God, did it help, but I've beaten that drum quite enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you replaced that anxiety with other things, so, you know, you don't have to miss it too bad. (laughs) On June 28th, Early you know what? I think I think we're what? born. I think we're born with a certain amount of anxiety, and it never it does not deplete, and we can replace it with different ways to manifest. But it's always there. That's not true at all. That's not clinical psychology, but that's how I feel. Pro <laughs> science. <laughs> that's how you know anxiety is a mental disorder, and not just things you're worried about. Because you, uh, you know, you'll find something to fill the void with. If it was just things to worry about, when those things are gone, you'd have no anxiety, and yet it's still there. Hey, I've never thought about it like that. That's absolutely true. Yeah, man. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to let that marinate for a second. Okay, I'm done. June 28th. (laughs) So thoughtful. Uh, You had an early date with a man. He has... What? He has a boyfriend twice his age. He's HIV positive and an ex-escort, but I don't really care. He seems wonderful. HIV aside, which is absolutely manageable, why are you dating guys with boyfriends? It was an open relationship. The the boyfriend twice his age was like... It started as like a sugar daddy situation and then grew into more. But part of the deal was like, and I understand you'll need to, you know, also date guys your age too, but I want you however I can have you kind of thing. Okay. But, um, you seemed like you liked, I mean, seems really wonderful. You don't usually say things like that after a date. Did you like him like for long? Um, I don't think so. I don't think we like saw each other much more. He was just super fascinating and such a beautiful like outlook on life. But I will tell you, I've, um, followed him on social media in the years following. And sometimes it's maybe I'm just jaded, but it's so much positive outlook and so much constant gratefulness, which is a beautiful thing. But I'm like, okay, it feels like too much. I don't know. Like, I think that is partly me being jaded and partly a little too much projection of the things he wants to project. Yeah. Um, people can be really squicky and icky on social media and that can be too much of really anything is, is just too much. So I completely understand what you're saying. I also, I don't know. I'm a little squicked out that I, that I wrote his status and I hope I, uh, don't feel the need to do that anymore. Obviously I felt the need to do that. Um, it was a first for me 
perhaps and it was of note but like really shouldn't make much of a difference other than like you know his morning routine i uh, yeah i understand i understand what you're saying but i think that that matters i mean this is your let's remind ourselves this was not written for to be read on a podcast this is your journal and writing that you're like seriously dating a person who's hiv positive for the first time first of all especially knowing that you in times of your life have been incredibly anxious about it you're just now getting on prep this seems like growth and feels like a journey in an arc this feels like a pot headed in the right direction and also a gross oversight if you didn't write something like that in your journal which is something that you maybe like would have had a hard time with before so I don't think that that's anything to be ashamed of. I think that's just a an observation that you made. You said you don't really care. I mean, you wrote those words. Love you. You're so nice. You're so thoughtful. Not <laughs> being nice. It's just how it seems to no, me. No, it's just helpful. This is why we're friends. It's uh, nice to, you know, get an outside point of view. That's all. Sure. Well, that's what I'm here. I mean, I'm pretty inside at this point. Yeah, it's very um, true. Please get out of me. Or use some lube. <laughs> one or the other. Something. <laughs> nope. Dry. Dry like you and your flashlight with your condom. Uh, June 29th. Been flirting a lot with Derek and Robbie and Bobby. And I think I'm really into Robbie, but we'll see. Who in the world are Derek and Bobby? Any Derek, Robbie, or Bobby. <laughs> Any Derek, Robbie, or Bob. <laughs> um, they are all people I met at Fire Island. They're a nightmare. I can just, <laughs> I, I can just see when you get starting to get ramped up for a number. Where was I when you were getting all these numbers? I don't know, man. Were you blowing someone in the bushes? Were you the Sean Cody couple? Um, <laughs> I, I was playing both parts that night. Yes, yes. <laughs> Alana in an episode of Broad City. I was the horse. <laughs> Abby says she rode a horse, and later on, Alana confesses to being the horse that Abby rode. Just fucking absurd. Um, anyway. Uh, I love that you're out here getting all these fucking numbers. It's just, honestly, I don't... I, I don't have any recollection. I think I was out mincing about, dancing in a crop top, making friends. Um, you said you're excited to get on prep and feel more free sexually. Um, sketch class, sketch class, sketch class. Nobody cares. All right. June 30th. One whole month. One little episode. You met Amy and her fiance in Terrytown. Hey, Amy. Then you went to Ithaca. You went shopping, got Beyond Beef Burger and Smart Dogs. Out to the Commons Ale House and Moonies. What are these words? <laughs> it's just places in Ithaca. Jasmine the puppy is too cute. Okay, this is uh, <laughs> this is the beginning of my Ithaca weekend. Sounds like I met up with Amy and Mike and uh, drove up to my old oh, stomping ground for my little... Yeah. You lie. You lie. You lie. July. For those of us who like our Jays, uh-huh. and I do like my Jays and my blunts and my bongs. <laughs> okay, um, and that's going to be a beautiful place to begin next week's episode. That's obviously more than enough for one week. So tell me, do we hear from anyone this week? Any Anyone you'd like to uh, elevate or anyone you'd like to put on blast? Um, this is from Simon. He just said hi. I wanted to throw my two cents into the apparent chasm of male silence re-jerking off in public bathrooms. Dot, dot, dot. Uh-oh. Shoulder shrug. I guess a shoulder shrug is silence, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I'm assuming he means um, he's, uh, you know, pretty indifferent about the whole ordeal. I'm thrilled to bring this back up. Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite topics. Um, he continues oh to say, <laughs> also, um, what will these aghast ladies think when they find out about cruising in public bathrooms and parks and locker rooms? These aghast ladies. Pleading the fifth <laughs> for how I know this happens, but the fifth doesn't apply slash exist in Canada. So, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he's no stranger to coming in a bathroom is what I'm picking up from this message. Congratulations, sir. Me Um, either, obviously, this episode. It's all consensual. Several times, in fact. (laughs) Um, 
Or no, I only came the once. I don't even know if I came. I know the other guy came. Um, but I definitely was hooking up in a bathroom twice. There's that. So we have that in common, Simon. He says, anyways, thanks for another week of the hard-hitting topics I look forward to. Much love. All right. Well, if you want more of this hard-hitting podcast, um, you can find us online at MBFJ Podcast. That's on Instagram only. Uh, you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at mybestfriendsjournal.com. As always, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Sounds like you didn't mean it, but we do mean it. Also, did you ever delete mapbombersabs.com? <laughs> nope, sure didn't. Might actually have paid for that for a second year, so go check it out. <laughs> All right, Mikey, that does it for this week. Until next time, always remember... Frosé all day, million-dollar rentals, blowjobs in the bushes, that is my gay agenda. <laughs> I'm here for it. I vote for you. I don't like change. That's a lie. I love change. I get off on it. You hear?